Hello and welcome to the Renaissance Polymath. I'm your host, Toby Gagnon, and this is the second of six episodes where I'm discussing preparedness topics. On this episode, I would like to discuss preparedness skills you need. Let's go ahead and get things started. In the last episode, I talked about getting started in preparedness and made some general suggestions. One of those was to evaluate your current skill set and also determine where you need more training and education. There are skills that will be unique to specific situations, but there are plenty of skills that I believe are invaluable to everyone, regardless of the scenario you're preparing for. Let's dive right into the first one, the one I feel should be at the top of everyone's list, first aid and medical. Regardless of the scenario or event you're planning for, it is extremely likely that you will need to treat an injury on yourself or someone else. This could be something as small as a paper cut, all the way to an airway obstruction or a loss of a limb. You may need to be familiar with supplies ranging from band-aids and neosporin to a clotting sponge and gauze and a tourniquet. It's also possible that ibuprofen and Benadryl may be just as important as morphine and chest seals. Don't misunderstand me. I believe it is very important to know how to treat traumatic wounds. That said, I believe it's just as important to know how to render general first aid. In fact, I would argue that, depending on the event, you're far more likely to need to treat minor wounds and mild strains and sprains than to have to treat severe trauma, meaning you'll use more band-aids and over-the-counter medicines than tourniquets and prescription drugs. But remember, just because one is more likely than the other doesn't mean you should ignore the lesser one. Learn about and train for as many circumstances as you can. Consider that bad treatment could be worse than no treatment. The next skill I would encourage everyone to consider is the skill of harvesting your own food. This could come in many forms, including hunting and foraging and or gardening. I know it may sound crazy, but there are so many benefits to being in control of your own food supply. For example, if there is an interruption or complete breakdown in the supply chain to the grocery stores, you will be less affected, possibly even not at all. If there is a recall on a product because of a health concern, such as E. coli or something similar, you can rest easy knowing it doesn't affect your supply. If you have food allergies, you can be sure that what you're growing and harvesting doesn't contain anything that could trigger a reaction. If you have more ethical concerns, you can rest easy knowing you've done things sustainably and ethically. Also, there will be less of a concern worrying about where your meals will be coming from next week, next month, next year, if you plan and manage your growing and harvesting appropriately. Of course, there are also health benefits beyond just the physical. Many people have said that their happy place is out in their garden and getting their hands dirty, and that has helped their mental health status tremendously. Going along with being your own supply chain for food, the next skill I think everyone should have is a basic understanding of preserving and storing your food and water supply. This could be something as simple as understanding how to store canned and dry goods all the way to the more advanced technique of dehydrating, freeze-drying, and canning your own harvests. The benefits to this are somewhat obvious, but being able to do this properly means you will have a low-cost, long-term, and renewable food supply. Additionally, you would be able to buy products in bulk at wholesale stores and then portion them out the way you want them. This also allows for reusable resources and less overall waste. 
If you learn the art of shelf-stable preservation techniques, then you would become less dependent on electrically controlled storage solutions like freezers and refrigerators, which would also be a great benefit during a long-term power outage possibly caused by environmental events such as storms. So, food and water storage and preservation techniques is something I encourage everyone to have an understanding of. Naturally, Having a method to storing those in a way that makes sense and is easily understandable would be ideal. And that's my next skill I recommend, organization. Now, it may not sound like a skill to some, but there are many people who struggle with this. Still don't believe me? All right, let me ask you a question. On a scale of one to 10, with 10 being the best score possible, how would you rate your organization? Seriously, grade yourself. I'll wait. Do you have a number? Good. Now here's an easy way to test to see how accurate you were with your personal evaluation. I want you to open your phone's photo app. I then want you to look at how many photos are in your camera roll or folder. If that number is above 30 and the rest are not organized into folders, then I would encourage you to reevaluate your own organizational skills. It seems silly to be tested in such a way, But when was the last time you were looking for a particular photo to show or send to someone and had to scroll through all of those and simply go by an estimate as to when you took the picture based on the other items chronologically in your phone? Probably not that long ago. And you probably felt silly looking for it while they waited. You also likely missed more conversation if you were among a larger group who continued talking. Now let's apply that to preparedness. Where is your nearest Band-Aid? Did you put the item back the last time you used them? What about the keys to your vehicle or your house? Do those go in a particular place or do you put them in a different place every day? Organization is something that we should strive for as in an emergency situation, I would not want to waste precious time locating things that were needed. Also, this will aid in being able to determine what I have available to me, rotating what needs to be rotated and replenishing what needs to be replenished. This is crucial, so I encourage you to develop and hone the skill of organization. The next skill I think everyone should have is being able to maintain and repair their vehicle. Your vehicle is means of fast and efficient transport while also allowing you to store and move larger amounts of supplies than you could ever carry on your person. In the event of a disaster or an evacuation order, you would not want your vehicle to fail to get you to safety or a predetermined location. Interestingly, this skill is the most likely to have a tangible immediate return on investment, saving you money every single time you need to use it. Oil changes, filter changes, fluid flushing and replenishment, wearable parts replacement, etc. will all save you money doing it yourself over taking it to a service station or mechanic. Knowing how to use a tire plug kit could save you a couple hundred dollars by not having to buy a completely new tire. With this new knowledge and understanding of how things work, you'll also be able to self-diagnose any issues that may arise possibly from just the noise that it's making and the location the sound is coming from. In addition, knowing your vehicle is in proper working order and being able to keep it that way yourself can give you a peace of mind knowing that when you push the brake pedal, the vehicle will slow down. A vehicle in proper working order and properly maintained on a regular basis is less likely to cause an accident, meaning you and your family and the other drivers on the road will be safer because of your newly found skill set.
Moving on, I believe another critical skill people should have is very simply land navigation, meaning the ability to effectively and efficiently travel from one point to another without a digital aid, such as a cell phone, a GPS, or other similar device. If you were in your car driving back from a vacation and suddenly came across a road closed due to an accident or construction, and your cell phone didn't have any signal and your car didn't have onboard navigation, would you be able to find an alternate route to get yourself back home? Let's go even more simple. Do you, the listener, right now know where due south is from your current position? If you answered no, or I don't know, or hesitated to either of those questions, then I would encourage you to take some training to help you develop and hone this skill set. The benefits to this are somewhat obvious, but I'll list a few anyway. Having the skill set of land navigation can help you find your way back home when you're lost, can help you find your way out when electronic aids aren't available, can help you determine the best course of travel to avoid likely impediments that would slow you down or block your way entirely, and can also help you find and assist others who might be lost and in need of help. Like other skills, this one is perishable, and if you don't practice it on a regular basis, you will lose it. So, the next time you're planning a trip, consider not using mapping software and elect to plan your journey using paper maps and a compass. Up next is the skill of knowing how to effectively communicate using methods that have been tried and proven the most effective time and time again. I'm talking, of course, of the first wireless communication, radio. I have been a licensed amateur radio operator for a few years now, and I am always finding new and interesting ways to communicate with others using radio. For example, did you know that I could send your cell phone a text message from my ham radio? Did you know that I could also send you an email from it? Or that I could send instant messages back and forth in real time with someone halfway around the globe? Oh, and I almost forgot to mention, it's completely free. Yes, the investment into the equipment isn't cheap, but I don't have to pay anyone to communicate. Now, you might be thinking, well, I don't have to pay anyone to send a text either. Those are free. Except they aren't. You pay your cell phone provider a fee each month for the privilege to use the communications network they've developed. Now, you might be thinking, fine, I won't use my phone. I'll just use my computer and send an email. That's free. Well, not exactly. You pay an internet service provider for the ability to access the internet. So while email and phones might not charge you to receive emails and texts, you're still paying someone for the ability to send the messages and have access to the servers to read them. Amateur radio, on the other hand, does not have the same barriers to communication. Sure, a little more work is involved and you have to familiarize yourself with the software, but when I send an email or a text or talk to someone using radios, I am not paying anyone for the ability to do it. Of course, you might be thinking that the equipment is prohibitively expensive, but it really isn't. A quality radio that can communicate around the world actually costs less than the MSRP of the cell phone in your pocket. Additionally, it has been proven time and again that the first and sometimes only communications into and out of a disaster area in the immediate aftermath is amateur radio. So, go watch some videos, read a few books, get licensed, and develop and grow your emergency communication skill set to become more self-reliant. The last skill set I wish everyone to develop is the skill set of self-defense. It is an unfortunate reality that we are all likely to have to defend ourselves or someone else in our lifetime. 
In recent years, it appears as though these instances of self-defense have become more severe. Attackers are becoming more bold, more violent, and more cowardly, usually choosing victims that they feel are easy targets and are unlikely to put up a struggle of any kind. It doesn't help that people are being taught to simply comply with the demands of their attacker and that the penal system here in the United States doesn't hold people accountable for their actions. To me, these are just a result of the direction of our societies have been moving for the last 15 to 20 years. So, how can you ensure your own safety in a society like this? Well, develop and actively train in methods of self-defense. I recommend beginning to understand terms like escalation of force and duty to retreat. Understand how to see trouble before trouble sees you. Learn to spot the uncommon thing in a common situation. Know the ways to get out in case of an emergency. Know how to defend yourself with your hands and with other tools, and train these on a regular basis. Remember, being able to throw a punch is a good thing to know, but being able to effectively block one and protect yourself is just as important. Similarly, knowing how to load and safely operate a firearm is a great start, but being able to clear a stoppage in the dark under stress is something that only comes with extensive training. Learning self-defense is something that is a journey. And you'll likely find that along the way, you develop an affinity skill set to self-defense. Discipline. This one will help you in all facets of life, including learning new skills. So, to give a Cliff Notes summary of this episode, I encourage each of you listening to develop and or hone the following skill sets. First aid and medical, gardening and hunting, food preservation and storage, organization, vehicle maintenance, land navigation, radio communications, and self-defense. So that about wraps up this episode, but I would encourage you to do your own continued research and education. I'll make sure to link to the things I discussed in this episode in the show notes. On the next episode, I will be discussing building a preparedness kit. If you have any feedback, feel free to send me an email at podcast at therenpo.com. That's T-H-E-R-E-N-P-O. PO.com. It helps me understand where things can be improved. I would also appreciate it if you left a review wherever you podcast. That helps this show be discoverable to others and helps me understand where things can be improved. Don't forget to subscribe and auto-download new episodes so you don't miss any of the future topics. Thank you for listening, and I'll catch you on the next episode.